Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, one half of the titular wrestling purists. You'll hear this little intro before each one of the lost episodes. So before this podcast was started, I got my break into podcasting in 2020 with a podcast called Podcast World Order, also known as PWO. Jeff was known on their show as the resident wrestling purist. On their YouTube channel, I would have a weekly show called Referee's Discretion that turned into the ref bump with Jeff, which then turned back into Referee's Discretion, but this time with Jeff. Uh, shortly after that, I decided to leave PWO to start the Wrestling Purist with Jeff. So I owe the name of the Wrestling Purist to Jeff and my break into podcasting to the guys at PWO. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Check out the Wrestling Purist on all social media at WPPod1. That's WPPOD1. And I hope you enjoy some of my early work as a reviewer. Hello, everyone. Happy Easter to those who are celebrating today. Uh, my name is Cod Sinclair. With me, Jeff the Hitman Hall. Uh, another episode of The Ref Bump. Um, today is is a special episode we are in the midst of wrestlemania season so we are talking about wrestlemania 20 uh taking place march 14th 2004 so we're talking 17 years ago uh and this is from madison square garden in new york city um before watching this jeff um what do you what did you remember the most about this show um I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, For whatever reason, I was just drawing a blank on this show. I really couldn't remember anything. Um, I knew. um, I knew Triple H, you know, and I knew Jericho was was wrestling. um, uh, Cage, Lord have mercy. Uh, Christian. But really, it, this was interesting. Not interesting, but this was a really good show for me because I was really, 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 really going down memory lane. Uh, I, I think a lot of these WrestleManias are right around this, you know, I would say probably from 2000, 2005 or six, weren't necessarily the same show, but just a lot of the same top guys. So you, I think you tend to get them jumbled and, you know, this matches on this 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 show so on and so forth but yeah this was a really really good show yeah um before i watched it there were a couple things that i immediately remembered um one was the goldberg and brock lesnar match um we'll get into that later um and then the embrace at the end between eddie guerrero chris benoit um we'll also get to that um but I totally forgot. This was like the last, well, this was the first WrestleMania of like a lot of new top guys. Um, because last year at 19, um, you had, um, you had, you had Brock Lesnar go over Kurt, Kurt Angle. Um, the Rock and Stone Cold had their match. Um, you know, so, 
Um, we come into this show and those big names, you know, Rock, Austin, um, Hogan, uh, yeah. you know, missing from this show. And while it forced um, WWE's hand, I guess you could say, um, I think ultimately it pays off for them. Um, yeah. But I'm ready to get into this. This, this was yeah. a this this was a fun show for me. And and just to piggyback off of that, that that's what I was saying. Like the Benoit, like I knew all that stuff. I just was like watching this. I was like, man, I that was a, a year off or a WrestleMania. Off. You know, what I'm saying I just couldn't put what happened when without looking it up, of course. But you know, yeah, good show. Oh, oh yeah. Opening contest, it is the Big Show defending uh, the United States Championship against John Cena. Uh, this was John Cena's very first WrestleMania match. Um, obviously, he is in, um, he is pretty much at the height of, of, his, of his thug life, his, his, his rapping gimmick. Um, so just wrap your mind around this the year is 2004 and John Cena is opening Wrestlemania and not only is he opening Wrestlemania but he comes out there and his music hits and boy he gets a pop like nobody's business yeah it's so it's so strange this isn't Bizarro World this is 2004 ladies and gentlemen (laughs) yeah and you know correct me if I'm wrong um it's a it's a next year's WrestleMania where he goes over JBL. Yeah. And now and that was his first world title run. So you look at um you look at kind of you know growing within with within the business. Um we're gonna have to look at 21 later. I just remembered that it was um Akebono in the big show on that one. Um oh my lord. <laughs> um just, just kind of looking at, you know, kind of a self-made person. Um, pe- people have seen a lot of crap because of, you know, him being you know, a company guy. But there's honestly nothing wrong with that. And you say it all the time on here. Get your money. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not a fan of John Cena. But with that being said, uh, he does... I wouldn't say performs in the ring, but I would say when there's a big fight feel, he does rise to the occasion, to the occasion. And again, John, you can, we can, people, us included the show and everybody can get on what you want. And that's fair, but he does have something. He does have it. And that's whether you're booing him or you're cheering him. He has something. So, I mean, I don't think you can knock him for that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and, and he definitely has that charisma. Um, yeah. I think that you need to be in, in professional wrestling. Um, but more so to this match, it was a fine match. Um, uh, the thing about Cena is that um, he's a safe worker. Um, yep. You could put him in the ring with anyone and he would probably make him look good and everybody's going to get out safe and sound. Um, um, yeah, this... Uh, this was definitely um, kind of an underwhelming opener, I think, con- considering, um, you know, what what would lead WrestleMania in the years to come and it'd be money in the bank. Yeah. Um, but um, the Big looked really good in this match, surprisingly good. Um, 
um, he he pulled out a Cobra Clutch at one point, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's in our repertoire. Got it. <laughs> um, um, he did uh, he did kick out of an Fu at one point. Um, I I liked it though. It it kind of made sense for um, for how they were booking him at the time. Um, but the finish does does come. Um, Cena gets him with the with the brass knucks. Um, it's a second fu. Uh, hits uh, and then gets his win, his first championship in WWE. Uh, oh, he's popped. The crowd was hot for this. Yeah. Um, you know, and can't really blame them. Um, what did you? Uh, what What did you have this match at? Um, I I gave this about three stars. I thought it was really good. If and again, the new wrestling fan now, I mean, it doesn't have to be a five star match in the sense like it had everything. You had the ups and downs. It had the great storytelling. It had the highs and the lows. It was good. And for the most part, the guy that people wanted to go win over went over. And I don't think there's anything to be. Is there anything? to be to to, anything wrong with that when it's done correctly and this was done correctly yeah um i had it at two and a half stars out of five um nothing wrong with this match nothing flashy though it was just there um but like you said nobody looked bad it was just i think i think it was just misplaced there there's a match we'll get to here in a little bit that i think um Maybe would have been better for the match for like the card flow. Yeah. Um, but um, there was nothing wrong with leading this off first, considering how the crowd popped. Um, so. And and also this, unlike the ones here recently, maybe this is just me, but this, the intro and all of the pageantry of this WrestleMania, it just seemed way more big time than it is now mm-hmm. again like Wrestle- wrestlemania is coming up next weekend and like we're gonna watch it but i don't know e- e- even watching this one just the 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 intro before i even could remember what was even on the map well i guess through the through the video packages mm-hmm. it just made you feel like damn i mean this is wrestlemania it's wrestlemania and now i feel like it's kind of and maybe that's because of pay-per-view you know as well but I don't know. It just didn't. It just. It's just lackluster. It doesn't have that shine like it used to to me. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so next match is a fatal four way for the world tag team championships. Um, we have the team of Booker T and Rob Van Dam <laughs> um, defending against uh, Garrison Cade and Mark Jindrak, La Resistance, uh, which is Renee Dupree and Rob Conway, and then the Dudley Boys, Bubba and Devon. Um, you can go to start. What What were your thoughts on this? Um, one I hadn't seen or thought or heard about La Resistance in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, I heard it's been so long. I forgot that they were like a bootleg Brujos. You know what I mean? Um. I didn't think it was terrible. I enjoyed it. I, I think to me, Booker T shined uh, a little bit to me. Um, it wasn't the greatest thing. I mean, I, I, I think you're, I think you got your hands tied behind your back when you have a four way fatal uh, 
a four-way fatal tag team match. I mean, that's that's a lot to 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 get or do. I probably would have put that maybe in the opener. Um, I don't know. I you know with more energy and a lot going on maybe, but I don't know. I mean, again, it, it it wasn't terrible, but I mean, I I think again they were doomed from the start there with this with this idea. Yeah. Um, my first note here is that they introduce it as a sudden death match, which. I loved. <laughs> yeah, I popped, and immediately I just you know saw sparklers go going off. <laughs> um, also, we have to talk about this Rob Van Dam and Booker T theme, like like mashup. It was really yeah. weird, but it was weird in one of those like, hey, yeah, it happened, but they won't be around for too long. The theme is awful. <laughs> um, again. Not not a great match. It was there to be there. Um, it felt like a filler match. The crowd really wasn't into it. Um, but I gave it a star and a half out of five. Um, just yeah, just it, it was just... like something was missing, and the crowd didn't help any unless it was something being done by either Booker T or Rob Van Dam. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Again. Like I said, they shined, but I think everybody else was just. And another thing too is, as marks and fans, we have to understand. Come WrestleMania, especially back in this time when you're talking pre-network and and, and different type of contracts, guys are just trying to get on the show, and they're trying to get people on the show in, in any way you know, any way you can. So there's also that you know going on. Mm-hmm. All right, next match: Chris Jericho versus Christian. <laughs> Um, I did a lot of, uh, looking back for this match. Um, I forgot that this was essentially, um, one of the hotter storylines at the time. Um, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, centered around Trish Stratus, um, which is crazy to think that Chris Jericho and Christian in 2004 are involved in a feud centered around Trish Stratus. Well, it's possible they can be in a feud here in in 2021 as well. Uh, Very much so. Um, I love this match, start to finish. Um, It was... (sighs) Go ahead and start, because there's so many things to go through. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You got it. Um, These two told a story that I don't think anybody could have with this storyline. Um, I think, and, and I have it in big, bold caps, um, Jericho at one point counters a Texas cloverleaf into the walls, and I popped super hard. This is, uh, this match is, how do I say this? It's two professional wrestlers, obviously, but it's again it's not i mean it had a little bit of everything and i and i think there's something to be said on two guys that can do spots Mm -hmm. and and but run the gambit of of spots of you know like let's have this let's have this let's have this let's have this let's have everything of this you know let's open the cupboard and take all these ingredients and put them all together and then you have a great match you know without hammering one into your head 
you know, all night long, like it's going to be this type of match or that type of match. It was a really, really damn good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the thing that, that was very noticeable to me was that Jericho is very aggressive in this match. And um, they mentioned on commentary a couple of times, just being with Trish Stratus and like, you know, the kind of change in how he's been wrestling. Um, but um, there's one point, um, you know, and it, it, and it came during that same cloverleaf spot in, into the walls. Um, Christian gets the ropes. He crawls outside. Um, but, but Jericho is so angry that he doesn't break the hold until he has to. It's such a great combination of professional wrestling, storytelling, character work. Um, just there's, there's not enough great things to say about this. Um, and then we get the finish, which kind of, it, it seemed very anticlimactic to me, but given the terms of the storyline, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. I, it, we also need to understand too, in the year of 2021, unfortunately, like there was a time, a lot of the kids probably can't, re- can't remember it now, but there was a time when WWE used to be good. <laughs> very uh, they used to have good storylines, good matches, good everything. Um, and it's, we're just so far removed from it, unfortunately. But yeah, you know, I know people may listen to this and think like, man, like, yeah, they get on WWE. Yeah, we do. But again, there was a time in this world where this, this was the show and it was everything you wanted. Yeah. Um, so the finish, Trish comes to ringside. Christian throws her down. Jericho goes to check on her, um, gets an accidental elbow. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christian roll, rolls him mm. up. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. The finish took took me out of it. Um, up to that point, I was at four and a half stars out of five. Everything about this was beautiful in just such the best way. Um, uh. And I gave it four. Bumped it down to four because of the finish. It just rubbed me the wrong way, considering what they had done in this match. Um, and I get it in, you know, earlier WrestleManias, like they would build feuds to end at Mania. Um, you know, and th- there was just something about this that just, it just didn't rub me the right way. Yeah, I, I, we're the same person. I, I bumped it down and gave it a four as well. Um, it's just it's just a, to blow off of a few that way was, you know, and maybe maybe we need to go back because I'm sure it, it, it ended there. Because if it didn't end there, then maybe, it, you know, okay. But I, I feel like everything should have been sewed up right then and there. And, and to end it that way was a mistake, you know? Well, I will I- – I will tell you the next month at at, at backlash um, because I'm doing um, Randy Orton versus Cat. I'm doing Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack um, for Alvarez versus versus Meltzer. Um, uh, it, it ends up being a handicap match between Christian and Trish Stratus versus Chris Jericho. Okay. Um, so it does not end. Um, so, and that's kind of my other thing is like. You know, if that's going to be the turn, you're going to have another match. That's fine. But the finish, yeah. what they had put into it, just 
just wasn't my cup of tea there. So I'm going to jump back and correct myself because I did say that this was the first WrestleMania without the bigger names like Stone Cold and Hogan and Rock. Um, what, what I meant with that was that as, as a full-time guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Because this next match, it's Evolution um, in, a, in a handicap match um, against the Rock and Sock Connection, Mick Foley and The Rock. Um, obviously the three members of evolution, um, do not include triple H as he's in the main event. Um, but hard to imagine this was Mick Foley's first wrestling match in four years. Uh, it's wild because he's always been one of those guys that kind of never stopped working. You know what I mean? If he just kind of always worked or bounced around here, bounced around there, even when he was in WWE. So yeah, that's. It's wild to think about. Yeah. Um, I thought this was an entertaining match. <laughs> I really did. Uh, I did as well. It's it's proof to me that Ric Flair is amazing. I mean, he is the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. And, if, and if you're thinking he just does the same stuff and he can't wrestle, then you don't get it. Then I'm, then I, I, I'm actually not talking to you. Don't even worry about what I just said then. <laughs> Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, this is stuff. Uh, I mean, because he's got to be here, Cod. He's got to be at 50 something. Oh. 2004. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he, he, he has to be. He's got to be almost. Right now, he's 72. So 72 uh, minus 17, we're looking at 55 years old. Yeah, he, he's almost 60, and he looks good. Like, he's still, you still see the muscle definite. I mean, he can still go. And, I mean, go in the Ric Flair way. But, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you don't watch that and think of – you think, like, man, this guy's an old man. Okay, yeah. But you don't watch that thinking, like, oh, poor Rick. Like, no, he – I mean, that came later. I mean, that, but that comes for everybody. But, I mean, he was – he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. Well, think think about it as well. To this point, he's a 32 year veteran. Um, his 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 debut match was in was in 72. Um, but even then, to 2004, you're looking at 32 years, and you know he looks like that. Like <laughs> no, y- yes, like it. it, it. And the bumps that he's taken, it's, it, you know, I, I didn't want me to turn this into a Ric Flair, uh, you know, I don't know. But that when I was watching this match, obviously everybody else can wrestle, you know that. Um, you know, and I, and again, like you said, this was, I wouldn't say this was the passing of the torch. I wouldn't, that's a stretch. But this was your, your next top guys for the run. Even Rock was on his way out, you know, to, yeah, to some was, extent. He was already in. He was already yeah. in Hollywood, and I, and I yeah. think that's the big thing, um, for me, um, is that is that right after last year's Mania, um, the next night on Raw is when he started his feud with Goldberg, um, you know, and then um, after that he went and filmed Walking Tall. And but and Ducky, like you said, you got Stone Cold being a referee, you got Rock in a tag team match. Yeah. 
you know, and Triple H had nine in the show. Imagine yeah. that, but um, but no, I I I enjoyed this match. Everybody got their spots in. The- um, there was a hot tag towards the like the back end of the match, and it was Flair and Rock, and you almost sit there and think like through through the whole invasion storyline and even afterwards sitting here now um we couldn't get rock and flair in a feud i mean you you, you uh, it's easy to say that now and and you're probably right yeah but you just look at how all the cards kind of fell in line and Ah, uh, where you know, not where, but I guess I guess I guess they 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 could have put it in here, but uh, you, you're right, you're right. Um, that would have been one for the that that have been one for the ages. Listen, I and the reason I say that is because we get Flair that uh, does the people's elbow and he struts. <laughs> and I couldn't help but like this is uh-huh. this is Ric Flair to a T. Like nobody great. Has to do that. No, yeah, I mean, and and that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's he's Ric Flair. It's Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, but um, you know, the finish is Foley goes to pull out Mister Sacco, walks right into an RKO. Randy Orton gets the pin. Um, that feud as as well. There's so many stories in this thing. Gosh. Um, yeah. Building up from you know the building up from even before the Rumble. Um, but, but the thing I remember the most about that rumble was, um, other than, you know, and they don't mention Chris Benoit winning the whole thing anymore, but, but, but in the rumble itself, um, somebody takes out test in the back and you, and you don't see Tony at first, but all you see is stone cold. And he's like, you just took out my number 17. Yeah. Now you're number seventeen. Like, let's reward the guy that just jumps on. Always. And then, God. and then you hear, and then you just hear the, you know, first opening of you know Mick Foley's theme, and it's that car crash, and that mm-hmm. whole arena comes unfreaking glued. Um, yeah. Come comes out, you know, and just starts putting in the work to Orton and then Cactus Clothesline, they're both out. Um, and then this, and then like I already said, um, you can catch Alvarez versus Meltzer um, here in a couple weeks. Um, I will be reviewing uh, Randy Orton versus, um, well, it would be it would, it would be Cactus Jack um, in a hardcore match, and that was kind of a defining moment for Randy Orton. Um uh, also, Randy Orton. Um, I mean, here he's great, um, but you can still kind of tell, like when he was on the stick a little bit. He was a. He, I mean, he wasn't green, but you can just tell he wasn't at the height of his yeah. Randy. He was still a little baby boy, baby boy Orton. You know, he wasn't at the. He's still great, but he wasn't at the height of his. It's. It was weird, not weird, but it was. You just forget things like that when you go back and you watch some of these things. Um, Again, you know, you, there's nothing wrong, like we always say with wrestlers. You don't have to be the best in the beginning, but there's nothing wrong with you know taking you know taking baby steps to to, to get where you need to go. Um, so it was cool seeing Randy Orton just a little bit, a little bit younger than he you know, and greener than than he you know as seasoned veteran anyway he is now. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
But yeah, I gave this three and a half stars out of five. It was good for what it was. Um, I can't get it any higher. Just um, it 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 ran a it ran a minute or two long for me yeah. personally, um, but nothing wrong with it at all. What did you have? I had three. Mm-hmm. Um, next match: Playboy Evening Gown match. Uh, <laughs> um, so this is the team of Miss Jackie. Uh, and Stacy Keebler taking on Tori Wilson and Sable. Um, the, the, this was a start of a trend, and I had to look forward a little bit um, to where um, women who were in Playboy got on the WrestleMania card. Yes. Um, so crazy to think about that. Um, um, unfortunately, this is part of the 2000s. Yeah. Um, I'm not investing any time into this. No, I yeah yeah. I, we tread I, lightly I, on this before we get canceled, or you know, I'm saying. Um, there was it was there. Take there it for what no you wrestling. will. Yeah, well, I'm giving it a grade. It's a zero star for me. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, um, the finish is Tori rolls rolls up rolls up Jackie. That's all. That's all you need need to know about this. If you're a teenage boy, then you were all about this. Um. But if you're not and you're a purist, then it was what it was. You recognize it for what it was and you move on. Yep. All right. My favorite match stipulation, or one of them, it is the Cruiserweight Open for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, So you have two men that start the match. Um, Whoever whoever gets pinned or you know submitted they're out the next person comes in and so it's kind of like a gauntlet style match but they're all at ringside and you don't really know who's coming next um whereas in today's professional wrestling you know if you have a gauntlet match of any kind like oh well have a match if you win you're gonna be the last person to come out um yeah just like they did on NXT last last week, where they had a battle royal to determine um, the order in which the gauntlet match was, and I and I think you know there's nothing wrong with that. I, I just think you have to have a little bit of intrigue to it, you know. And I think this was the perfect avenue for all the cruiserweights to get their spots in, um, because um, there there was an interview that Rey Mysterio did a couple of months ago. And it was that um, he didn't get pushed during this time because of his size. And I'm like, yeah, Vince, yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon, not pushing you for your for your size. Yeah, well, we were still in this in this era. I mean, this this was still big guy era, and it went by a lot. Like you know, because I mean, you got because. I mean, we'll get into it later, but even like Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit were smaller guys. Yeah, you know they they weren't even big guys, you know, compared. And Eddie was jacked, Benoit was jacked, but you know they didn't look like um, Batista or Cena. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So the challengers you have Akio, who would go on to be Jimmy Wang Yang. Uh, you had <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you had Billy Kidman, Funaki. Jamie Noble, Nunzio, 
Rey Mysterio, Shannon Moore, Tajiri, and the Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, this 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 was a who's who of of cruiserweights. Yeah, and th- this is why I always say about these pay per views: you go back and you, you forget these time periods, and you look again how like certain wrestlers cross um, cross over. You know, what I'm saying their careers, you know, like overlap, and you just have all these guys in this ring. It's wild. Like if I told you, hey, Tajiri, Jamie Noble, Nunzio, and Ultimate Dragon in a ring, you're like, well, at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, you just forget these things. Yeah, um, and then the champion defending um, is Chavo Guerrero, um, and he's with Chavo Classic, Chavo Guerrero Senior. Um, uh, he has been uh, by his side since his feud with Eddie. Um, which I think has been a nice touch for him um, just to get some extra heel heat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so don't mind if I do, I'm going to breeze right through this to get to the last two. Um, start off with Ultimo dragon um, and Shannon Moore. Shannon Moore gets eliminated. Jamie Noble comes in, eliminates Ultimo dragon, then Funaki, then rain, uh, then Nunzio. And then Billy Kidman comes in, eliminates Jamie Noble. Rey Mysterio comes in, eliminates Kidman. Uh, nice tie into our last show yep. when they were the la- when you know they when they won their tag match. Um, then Mysterio beats to uh, uh, Tajiri and then Akio, and then it leaves us down to our final two, um, which is Chavo Guerrero, Champions Advantage, coming in last, um, and Rey Mysterio. Um, uh, Chavo, Chavo goes to pin Ray. Chavo Classic holds Ray Mysterio's legs down. Nice heel move. Gets the win. Um, very interested to think what or to ask what you graded this at. So, I uh, I think the way this no when I first saw this I was like oh well I need Ultimate Dragon to win because that's just me being, <laughs> me being selfish, but. The way I think this was done or booked as in who went out when where and who put who out, I, I thought this was done pretty good. What what, what do you think, Kyle? Um, I love this style of match. Um, I can see how people would be really upset um, about just the uh, about just the length of the matches. Yeah. But you gotta think think about it. You know, this match went the whole thing start to finish was 11 and a half minutes. So you find me time out of, out of other matches that went over 10, 10 minutes to take away from those to give more time to this. So yeah. you're looking at Christian Jericho that went fifth, uh, uh, 15 minutes. You can take a minute or two from the evolution match. Um, but it was, you could fun. take them. Yeah, you could have took a minute from everything or, you know, and, and it yeah, put you where you, where you needed to be. Yeah, but then you're but then you're taking, you know, you're you're taking stuff from them, and yep. the other matches, um, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Kurt Angle, and then the Triple Threat main main event match. You're not taking any time away from. No, them. no, and you shouldn't. Yeah, so you know, with though with that being said, I mean, I enjoyed this. I gave it three stars out of five. Um, I am one of those people. I want more, but I understand I can't have it. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas people praise um, the the gauntlet match that got Kofi his um, 
you know, WrestleMania match um, two years ago. Um, in that light, I want more, but I mean, these guys doing what they did, um, and it and it's not like they're looking like schmucks either. Um, no, no, I agree. They're getting they're getting caught with you know like you know small cradles and roll ups and you know submissions. So there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. No, um, but I as I I enjoyed it so. I did as well. Uh, all right. Let's get to this. <laughs> all right. Special guest referee is Stoke Cold Steve Austin between the matchup uh, that everybody has been wanting for so long. It is Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Um, what do you what do you remember about the build to this? Um I remember this being the uh, like the two biggest titans ever, if you will, to to some extent. Again, let their record be be known and shown that I do not like um, Goldberg. I never have. I didn't like him in WCW. Nope. He's the Drex. He's the drizzling shits. I do not like him. Um, but there are a lot of people that do. So this was again. I'm not going to knock anybody for getting money. I'm not going to knock anybody for making money. Brock Lesnar versus versus Goldberg is it sells hell. If you go back two three years ago, it still sells for whatever reason. Um, but I remember this being booked as you know, and what in the world's two titans cl- cl- uh, clashing, two worlds colliding, if you will. This this was this is big money draw, not for me, but big money draw. Yeah. Um... So I'm going to skip to the rumble because that's kind of where everything kind of really started. Um, this was the infamous show where Goldberg put a wig or no gold dust, put a wig on Goldberg. Um, this is kind of where you knew that this was not the same Goldberg from WCW. Um, he was like, oh, I'm flattered, but if you don't get out of my locker room, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, what? Like, like this is not the WCW Goldberg where, you know, if, if, if we're booking him like he was in WCW, he would have just speared the crap out of him right then and there or given him a right hand or something. See, I enjoyed this because I didn't like Goldberg. And oh, some of this – and some – uh, so, some of this was, well, a lot of it was WWE booking him, but again, I think when he came to the WWE roster and you got guys like Eddie and you got guys like, um, angle and all, just all these guys, you realize that he was just a guy mm-hmm. like, was he tough? Yeah. Could he probably beat you up in a fight? Sure. You know, but that'll make you a good wrestler, you know? So I enjoyed some of this because he came, you know, he's he was booked as, you know, WCW's golden goose, which mm-hmm. he was. And he comes to WWE and he just looks like a guy because he can't wrestle and he can't do promos and he can't do just about anything. I'm sorry for turning this into my own little personal um, <laughs> rant here, but continue, Cod. I'm sorry. No, I love it. Um, and that's and, and 
and that was funny and I didn't mind it but like we're we're trying to book him two two different ways here like trying to book comedic fodder at one point and then the next minute we're trying to book him like a badass I just don't yeah anyway, anyway so um so at, so at the rumble um they have a little altercation in the back um Le- Lesnar who at the rumble defended and won his match against Hardcore Holly. Tell me you forgot that he got a world championship shot in 2004. I absolutely did. <laughs> well, that and that, I'm going to go on my own small tangent, but that even started from when <laughs> Brock Lesnar uh, kind of, I was a botched powerbomb because he's done that spot very frequently throughout his run. Um, but um, Holly landed on his neck really weird. Uh, put him out of action for a while and came back and here we go. You get a championship match. Thankfully it was only like six minutes. This was, I mean, this is also younger kids and younger people. This is actually prime wrestling Brock Lesnar. There, there was a time in this world where Brock Lesnar was a really, really good wrestler. Yeah. Um, you know, before he came, you know, like prize fight money, Mark, uh, <laughs> you know, Kumite rest, you know, wrestler, which is fine. I mean, I, 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 I dig that too. Listen, you can say people can say whatever you want about Brock Lesnar. Um, he draws, and people still want to see him. And you know, when he steps to the ropes, you know he means business. So, it, yes. it, it it may just be a real shoot. You don't know. Yeah. So in the Rumble match itself, um, Le- Lesnar hits Goldberg with with an F five. Um, Goldberg then gets eliminated by Kurt Angle as he's staring down Lesnar. Um, so then you have who at this point is the sheriff uh stone stone cold gives goldberg a ticket to the smackdown branded no way out um you know gives him a front row ticket um you have a whole pomp and circumstance getting him to ringside um and then in in the match um you know, Gold, Goldberg hits Lesnar with, with a spear, um, hits a jackhammer. Um, Eddie Guerrero hits the frog splash, wins his world championship. Um, you know, I've covered that on quick count. Um, so um, then we get Lesnar, who not upset that he lost his championship and wants his rematch, but at Goldberg. So you get this infamous promo. He's in the middle of the ring. He said, book it. I want Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. And it's, it, it's so comical to me because you just lost your world championship. Okay. You don't want that, but yet you want to go after Gold, Goldberg who caught you. I get that. To that's, a because, that's what the writers told him to say. God, cut him slack. I get that to I get that to a point, and, and I know I'm gonna get crap for that, but you know you built him up as this dominant champion. This is what life is. This is what I want, and then you lose, and you immediately re- redirect. Yeah, th- this was this was a pre uh, sign pointing too. It's also that you know like that 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 wouldn't come until later. Thank thank gosh. Yeah. So about a month before. Uh, we have Vince, who name who who names Austin the special guest ref. Between the match, he books it, um, and then we get 
um, um, a, a little brief spat between Lesnar and Austin, um, which went nowhere. Um, so back when Goldberg first signed, and this was now a year ago, he had signed a one-year contract, um, which was very odd for WWE, but obviously Vince wanted the money. He wanted Goldberg. So he made it work. Um, so that contract was expiring um, on, on the night after Mania, essentially. And so the week before Mania is when the rumors leaked that Brock Lesnar was leaving WWE to, to attend a tryout with the, with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so now you have Goldberg, essentially who is not re-signed, going into yeah. his last WWE match uh, versus somebody who is actively trying to be um, a, you know, a star, uh, you know, a star in the NFL, well, making well, millions. So and pe- people have to understand too, this is before like big, big, big money. You know, WWE was only game in town. And, you know, a lot of people weren't – there wasn't necessarily that, that big wrestler crossover. Rock kind of started all – well, he didn't necessarily start it, but, I mean, he pioneered all this, you know, this wrestler crossover where, where you, you could start tapping in, into some other money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because, you know, you're thinking, like, well, why would Brock leave WWE to go play football and get beat up? Because the money wasn't the way it is now. No, yeah. Nowhere near. Yeah. Now, there are rumors that his deal – that he turned down was massive. Um, But even with that being said, like that's what he wanted to do, you know, and that's Brock. I mean, that's Brock. Brock's always been that way though. Yeah. Um, So what, what we got was Lesnar trying to protect himself and Goldberg not giving a damn. And the only thing that kept this thing entertaining um, leading into the finish was, was the crowd and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, this match was awful. It was an abomination. It was, I've got to watch Brock Lesnar, a, a really legit tough guy, Russell Goldberg, who's not a tough guy, with Stone Cold, who you know is probably going to end up beating all of them. You know, you know, it's just, it just, it was, it, how much like nostalgia slash testosterone can we pack in one ring and muscles and baldness, like all in one ring? It just, it was, it was bad. I, it was just terrible. Yeah. Um, I get money grabs, but man, this one was, this one was, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there, there are matches that, you know, after Brock came back where you're like, wow, he just really doesn't care. And he's throwing guys around. And li- listen, if you had any thought of Brock Lesnar's matches since his return in 2014, 20, somewhere in the early yeah. 2010s. Yeah. Since his return, if there's a match you've watched where you said, Brock couldn't give less less of a damn. Go go back and watch this. No, yeah, yeah. Um, 
uh, Goldberg does win. He hits the jackhammer. Um, awful garbage. Total waste of time. Um, I truly believe that um, the crowd would have been a touch more invested if they wouldn't have learned that, you know, both men were going to leave the company. Um, you get boring chance. Um, this match sucks. They yeah, I mean, it, the, um, they start doing the na 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 na. That yeah. whole song and dance. I don't want to get us kicked, kicked off of YouTube. Um, but that, but I, I truly feel like if the, the if it didn't leak that Brock was going to the NFL, I still think it would have that the crowd would have still been a little bit more invested. Um, you know, and, but we didn't get that. Um, I'm giving it zero stars. I don't care. I really don't. Yeah. This is um, this was booked. I this was booked better. Um, thir- thirteen years later than it yes. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. This is zero stars. Um. I almost didn't want to watch it because, like, once I started watching, I was like, "Oh man, I remember, I remember how this goes." Yep. Um, yeah, and it sucks because, again, you you actually do have Lesnar stuff with Eddie, Lesnar stuff with Angle. Like, you have this prime Lesnar right here who, in hindsight, wouldn't wrestle like this anymore because he didn't need to. Um, but again, it shows you he wasn't going to have that match with Goldberg because Goldberg is terrible. And this is what they get for trying to force things on people and force this this spectacle, and it wasn't organic. So, yeah, um, you know, and it's everything you said, and obviously, you know, what we would get um, at Survivor Series 2016, um, and then moving forward from there would be a lot better. Um, and, and it's and it's funny to think about it. There are three matches that they had: um, Survivor Series. Uh, oh fudge! I can't remember the one in the middle. But then they had their third match at Mania. Uh, yeah. Um, those matches combined were still shorter than this. Like okay, they learned their lessons. Yeah, which is which is which is crazy <laughs> that in 2016, 2017 WWE Vince is learning lessons like. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we all we all know the stories though. Now we would get the we we would get the trio of matches that they had. Um, it would put the title back on Brock Lesnar after Goldberg beat Kevin Owens for the title in mere seconds, which infuriated everyone, including Jeff Hall. Which means I'm going to move on from this. <laughs> um, fatal four way match. For the other tag team championships, the WWE titles, um, it would be too cool. The combination of Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati defending against the APA, which is Bradshaw and Farouk, uh, the the Bashams, Doug and Danny, and Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, the world's greatest tag team. Yeah. I'm going to keep this short. It, it was the same matches earlier. Uh, it was again. You got four teams hamstrung by time i'm sure and trying to get everything there's there's stuff in um 
the Bashams are actually were really good and really kind of underrated. Um, they are they were like OVW originals, but again, this this was this was again you got four tag teams trying to get all their stuff in on a show that's absolutely packed full of stuff and time. So yeah, you know. um, I'm giving it a star and a half, just like I did the other one. Yeah, that's um, about right. Yeah, people cared about too cool. Um, <laughs> The highlights were Haas and Benjamin, of course. Um, but again, just felt like a filler match. To get to the hair versus championship match, uh, Victoria putting the women's championship on the line against Molly Holly, who is putting her hair on the line. Uh, um, if I could if I could jump in real quick. Um, as she's walking down the, the ramp, um, I, I assume you saw this card. A fan had a sign and he was, it was like her hair. Like it was her, it was her, if not, you need to go back and watch this. It was like, you know, her, her, like her upper torso on the sign and, you know, and he had her hair was like on her head, but it was cut out. And like, as he was moving the sign up and down, her hair was like coming off of her head. Golly. It got me so bad. Um, this seemed like it wanted to be so much more as far as the match goes. It looked like they didn't have time exactly. or something. Yeah. Ha- not something happened. We know what happened, but yeah, they didn't have enough time to do what they wanted to do because Victoria and Molly Holly are really, really good, good wrestlers in a, in a um, sea of divas, if you will. But, well, um, insert clip from Playboy evening gown match from yeah. an hour ago. On the same y- yeah. 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 Um, Thank no, you for putting it back in my memory card. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it seemed like this is a match that you would maybe see on Raw. Um, you know, if and like you said, it seems like they just didn't have time. Jerry Lawler in this match is on is 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 just awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. He constantly makes comments about Molly's granny panties and doesn't comment on the match. And I couldn't stand it. All my life well it, it's just this this time period in the world and it's this time period in wrestling and it's just again i love jerry lawler the the commentator at sometimes and i also joe love jerry lawler the, the the king of memphis his his um wrestling track record is nothing to scoff at either yeah. but yeah he, he you could tell he just has full reign to do whatever the hell he wants whenever the hell he feels like it you can tell yeah um, Molly goes for Victoria's finisher, the Widow's Peak. Um, Victoria counters it into a backslide and wins. Um, I have this one and a half stars out of five. Um, this was a disappointment for me. I was really looking forward to this because I had forgotten about it. And then to see that um, commentary didn't care. Um, honestly, the fans didn't care. And Well, because they weren't half naked, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, again, like you said, a different time in women's wrestling. Um, it, it, it sucks for Victoria too, because I think, I think you might've said this in a text queue. She's another uh, woman who was not born, but, you know, stuck in the wrong era of wrestling. Cause if she came now. Um, and again, I, this is a, I think, I think Kat said this, so I don't want to steal this thunder, but like, if she came now, I mean, she would just, she would be amazing. And I think, you know, it just sucks for, you know, some of these wrestlers, you can't help when you're born or your life or whatever, but 
yeah, yeah. She's she's a she was a shining light in some of this some of this stuff. Agreed. Um, so we get our first of two world championship matches. This one is for the WWE Championship. Eddie Guerrero defending against Kurt Angle. Um, this is as pure as it gets. So I will let you take this one. Um, this is. I, when I lay in my bed at night and I think, man, like, God, I'd love to like to see a nice little wrestling match. I close my eyes and I dream of things like this. Um, this is purity at its, at its finest. This is two guys that understand professional wrestling and understand wrestling. You have the selling, you have the, the catch can wrestling, you have emotion tied up in this, you have, I mean, you have everything you, you, you could ever want. And I, I've been saying this for a long time. Obviously, everybody knows Eddie Guerrero's track record and his family and the Guerreros in general. But I don't think people understand how good Kurt Angle is and was. I know toward the end there, he kind of became funny. And and that's a testament to how good Kurt Angle is. But if you want to talk about, I would say, I, I would put him probably as one of the best, not free agents, but guys to kind of cross over and get into wrestling like professional wrestling like later in life i mean he may be the best because his in-ring work is the best because he's a, a collegiate wrestler well a collegiate wrestler you know and 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 uh, olympian but also having it and making people laugh and having everything on the mic i mean he may be the best crossover, you know, non like original wrestler. I don't want you get what I'm saying, right? Kind of like not original wrestler, but you know, a guy to, to give it a whirl. Hey, I'll give professional wrestling a whirl, you know. Yeah. Jimmy Crack and I don't care. No, no. It, it, it's <laughs> it's it's great. This 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 is a five-star match to me. This is the best match on the card. And it's matches like this that I don't understand. And I guess you can judge on when it came, but you know, I got to watch, uh, and I'm going to rant, I got to watch a random match on Dynamite, which is fine, be a five-star match. But then you go back and you look at this and it's like, oh, Woods well, 4.75, Jeff. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, he's just a sexy Kurt and he'll make your ankle hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and and the, the, the crowds into this, um, when Eddie, Eddie goes to the top rope to do his frog splash and Think of this. Now, not so much here recently because of COVID, so that's fair. But he gets on the top rope. As he gets on the top rope, I mean, you just see everybody just stands up out of their seat to, you know what I'm saying, just to look and see. And that's when, – when, when you have stuff like that, that's a proper wrestling match. That's storytelling as fans, hot for this thing. And then it's just absolutely – it's absolutely great. Angle pops, barely pops at two. The roof goes off of this place. Um. It's just this a beautiful wrestling match. Good. I've, I've said enough. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so Kurt Angle gets his shot um, because he had no way out. He beat the Big Show and John Cena in a triple threat match. Um, obviously, we we touched on Guerrero defeating Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Um, Angle at this point surprisingly was kind of a face. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was the special guest re- referee. Um, in a WWE title match between Eddie and Chavo. Um, Eddie goes to make the three count and turns on him, um, starts this whole thing where um, he says that Eddie Guerrero is a former drug addict, 
who doesn't deserve to represent yeah. the WWE Championship or what it rep- and what it stands for. Um, um, Guerrero assaults Kurt Angle and gets arrested. Um, it, it's always funny to me going back to rewatch things like this to where we can have backstage brawls, uh-huh. all that nonsense, and then the one time. You know, you want to use, you want to bring the police and handcuffs in. It's, you know, just like simple assault, like something we don't normally do on a week to week basis. Well, well, it'll, it'll, it it makes you, yeah, like one week, you know, you can beat somebody up to death in a bloody pulp, but, you know, in the stands, and the next week you punch somebody in the, and the, and the, uh, the, 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 the proper authority are coming to take you out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, Eddie slips out of, uh, his boot, um, to, uh, lock angle in an inside cradle and win. Um, this is Eddie's gimmick. He is the best to ever do it. He Mm -hmm. is, you know, other people have done it since then, um, as like tributes, nobody does it better than Eddie. Okay, nobody will ever do this gimmick better than him. There's only one person that could have done it, and it's him. You are absolutely right. This is a five star match for me, as opposed to Dave Meltzer's four star rating. Yeah, like, and I don't want to get on a rant on this, but like, again, Dave Meltzer was a guy that I stood behind, and we were in lockstep. And now he's flip-flopped. And again, I understand maybe time times are changing and have changed, and I need to change, and I understand that. But man, you go back and you look at this match, you're like, oh, this is a four-star match. Yeah. Right. Now, a, a couple things though, with that, we don't know when he reviewed it. Also, like I don't have that information. I, nah, I don't want to hear it. Dave Meltzer's <laughs> listen, Dave Meltzer doesn't miss anything. He's a guy, I guarantee you he watched this live, or he at least watched it within a week of it's, you know, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. Well, that well, you have Ryan Alvarez to thank because he's challenging Dave Meltzer on all of his star ratings in the new PWO show Alvarez versus Meltzer. You can find daily on YouTube. Um, there we go. This is a five star match. There is nothing wrong with this at all. No. Um, and then Angle Angle gets rolled up, gets up, throws a boot out, out there, and says, "This is bullshit." You know what I'm saying? And yeah. throw, and he he looks it. It didn't look like he wasn't acting. You know, I mean, like it didn't look like, oh, this is the part where I act like I'm mad at you. No, like it was so, it was so legit. It was so good. Yeah, um, and, and and this is no, and this is, and this isn't taking anything away from the main event. Um, he 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 gave it four point seven five out of five stars. Um, spoiler alert: This is the match of the night. Um, so so the, the main event got four seven four point seven five. Yeah. Oh, of course it did. I'll, I'll see. God damn it. Yeah. Um, so in our in our semi main event here, we have Kane versus who we think we're gonna see is the Undertaker. Um. So this has kind of been long, long going. So the backstory of this at Survivor Series two thousand three. Um, it was the undertaker very much in his biker gimmick, very much overweight taking on Vince McMahon. Um, Kane interfered, 
helped Vince McMahon win the match, bury the Undertaker. Um, this gave him some much needed time off um, to slim back down. Um, so you had Kane playing all of this up, you know, eulogy, um, you know, on the next episode of SmackDown. Um, you know, Undertaker's no longer my brother. He died a long time ago. Um, I think you mean his brother. <laughs> his brother. Um, so at the Royal Rumble, and I keep referencing the Royal Rumble because this is how you build the road to WrestleMania. You start at the Rumble and you build storyline from there. Yep. So um, Kane's in the Rumble. Um, out, it's supposed to be um, it's supposed to be Spike uh, Spike Dudley, but you hear the Undertaker's gong hit. Kane's staring up the rampway. He's stunned. Um, Booker T eliminates him. Obviously, Spike comes out. Kane destroys him. Um, one of those um, he never got in the ring rumble moments. Um, so over the course of the next handful of weeks you know you would you would get you know small hints that it was going to be the undertaker versus kane at mania um and one of the coolest i think visual images um is you know he says um is that kane says uh the undertaker's 11 and 0 WrestleMania streak and his life are coming to an end. Um, and he says, it's back to the grave for you for good. <laughs> and then hold uh -oh. on. he says, he's not afraid the lights go out and this is on episode of SmackDown. I don't know how they did this, but they get the ring to look like it's off the ground and like moving and, um, you know, just a fantastic way to build this match to the return of the Undertaker that we haven't seen in four plus months. Um, but this is also, I'm going to mark out here. This is one of, this is the best Undertaker entrance. Um, some people prefer um, different variations of the Undertaker. If it's the dead man taker, this is the best entrance he's ever done. It's a good one. Um, now, obviously, you know, Undertaker's legacy has been a little tarnished, in my opinion, over the last handful of years with his one offs at Mania and to do what you will. I think he recovered a little bit with his uh, cinematic match with AJ. Um, from last year, but um, this was this moment. I think was outstanding. I think the match, eh, kind of not good. Um, I didn't like this match at all. As it's weird, and I, a hot take here: Kane's a better a better big man than the Undertaker. I've been I've been on that for years. Kane is a better wrestler than the Undertaker. Um. And I, it's weird because you go back and you, you classify and quantify all their matches. And they've had great ones, but this one just wasn't it. 
So I, I, I think this is, this was just a time of, of where their cross path, where their, there were their paths crossed and they were just not together. I, I, I don't know. What would you think? It, it just wasn't, it just didn't mess for me. It, it just looked like two guys. Yeah. Phoning it, phoning it in. Yeah. And again, I, I'm not accusing the undertaker or any of them of, of not giving their all, but like, it just didn't look like their matches usually look. Yeah. And I think, and I'm, I'm not defending this because I also believe that it was not a great match. I actually have it um, one and a half stars out of five. The match is a one star and then just the moment overall will bump it to a star and a half. Um, but just, it was all about the undertaker here. And I think mm-hmm. um, it takes two to tango whenever you're wrestling some, someone and, you know, sometimes the overall goal is missed. I think yeah. you're focusing on one person and not the match as a whole. Um, you know, there were, there were some, there were some old tropes that, you know, they've done in their matches. Um, you know, Kane pulling the undertaker off while he's trying to do old, old school. Um, you know, it, it kind of made you, yeah, maybe, maybe he's more human or, you know, it added a little bit of in, intrigue. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, but this is not nearly close to one of their better matches that they've had. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at their Inferno match this week on Alvarez versus Meltzer, which I'm very excited for because um, I remember the old one and Vader got involved. And anyway. yep. um, but like I said, the moment really awesome. The match as a whole, not good. Um, they've had better. They each individually have had better. Um, but yeah, I've got it one and a half star. I really can't push it higher than that. Um, just I, I gave it a one. It just that's fair. You can't win them all, and they they just missed on this one. Yeah, um, it's very very kind of the the break i think between the two championship matches which if you're looking at this car as a whole you're like wow they're gonna hit you with you know Mm, yeah hit you with this and then the main event but as far as pacing for this i thought it was very well done um leading to the main event um so here we go World Heavyweight Championship match, Triple H defending against Chris Benoit and HBK Shawn Michaels. Um, I also thought this was really freaking good. Um, as much as Triple H and Shawn Hickenback stick in my crawl, um, this was a really good match. This was to me, all three guys can work. This was a triple threat in an older style where you have one of the other guys, one of the other guys, the third guy down and hurt, but not forever. We don't see him like sitting by the apron, looking for his time to run into the mat, to run into this spot. You know what I mean? This was really, really good. It was done well. Um, Obviously, HBK and Chris Benoit are your your worker workers. Um, they're obviously better wrestlers than Triple H. 
But man, Triple H was so good in this spot where he was kind of the glue in between. He was the workhorse in between the two. Sometimes you can also, you can literally physically see him banging, you know what I'm saying, from side to, from corner to corner to buckle to buckle, from guy to guy. You know, he kind of was that glue middle piece for a little bit. And um, and again, I mean, I get on Triple H a lot and that's, that's fair. But he, what he lacks in his wrestling acumen well i mean he doesn't lack i I, he's just not a guy he's not Shawn michaels and he's not he isn't chris benoit but he's a damn good wrestler and he is their cerebral assassin and he understands this this business and and how to work and do these things can he be a lot and be himself and bury people then yes and put himself over yes but this match is absolutely great um it's great in totality and I mean, Shawn Michaels, what he does speaks for himself. Um, it's good. It's, it, it has everything you want. It's a great match. I mean, to me, this, to me, this is a five-star match as well. I don't want to hear four, seven, five. Uh, this was a five-star match. Just like the last match was a five-star match. You're going to get really upset with me. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have it four and a half stars out of five. And here's why. Um, this was as almost as good as 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 Guerrero Angle. I have seen enough Shawn Michaels versus Triple H over the last two years to where I don't need to see any any more of it. No, well you, you you're right. And and that I mean sorry I mean to cut you off, but yeah. th- that that's what I'm talking about. That these guys seem to always be in this spot and we can save that argument for another day. And you're hundred percent right. And let let me be clear. This match is a five star match to me, but it's not better than it's not better than the match that was all five star matches and created equal. The the match before yeah. this one is is way better, but I'm saying this match is good and it's a five star. But you're right, there's something to be said because who didn't know Shawn Michaels and, and Triple H are putting themselves over, you know, here and in 2020 and 2019 and just about any other time they have the opportunity. But go ahead, Cod. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine and. You know, I there there's even room for me to bump it to a five star because of the finish, because it's eventually what it ended up being for me. Um, but there was there was too much because there's a point where um you know Benoit gets suplex gets a double soup suplex through um you know through through a table. Um so we get Triple H and Shawn Michaels again for a while, and I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore because Shawn came back in 02. They had that SummerSlam match. Uh, they had they had an unsanctioned match, um, and then we get this feud forever. And then you know three stages of hell and hell in a cell matches that are thirty to forty minutes long, and you watch enough of them. Yep. And you know, and and maybe this is just me who watches you know one match a day or a match every other day, and all of this starts to run together, and I'm like, it just. Don't want to see anymore. No, but no, but you're right. I mean, listen when you're when you're when you're boys with Triple H and you guys run the company like you did for a long time. I mean, or you still do. This is what happens. Guys putting themselves over. Yeah. So the action in ring, four and a half out of five stars. That's just me not wanting to see anymore. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, um, the finish. Um, uh, Benoit has as Triple H in in the crossface 
Triple H gets close. Uh, he gets rolled back to the middle of the ring, and there's that iconic image very up close. Crossface is locked in. Triple H is bleeding, and just the very just faint taps. I thought it was outstanding. Um, so that bumps it up to a five star for me as well. Um, you know, just you know, other than the Triple H and Shawn Michaels re- rehash, um, it was it was action from start to finish. Um, great storytelling. Um, you know, the the crowd was invested. Now between the two, if I had to go back and watch one of them again. I would go back and watch the Guerrero and and uh, Kurt Angle match. Oh, uh, ten times out of ten. Um. So, <laughs> with all of that being said, um, what did you give the card as a whole? Actually, before you do, hold on, because there's the iconic there's the iconic image, you know. Um, Chris Benoit's got the title um, you know he's crying he's got it and then he just gets up and turns around and there's Eddie Guerrero right there just waiting just the warm man, a warm manly embrace as confetti's falling um, and who and, and who would have thought in 2004 after you know Chris Benoit won a world championship at WCW but he only had it for a day before he jumped ship um, you know, but who would have thought two, um, two smaller guys, you could argue compared to what WWE yeah. only books to be who, 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 who Triple H has been on record for, for making fun of Chris Benoit, not making fun of him, but, 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 you know, saying he's not like, I, and this is another tirade for another time. But, you know, th- this is what I don't like about Triple H. So Triple H getting on Chris Benoit for being a smaller guy when his best friend Shawn Michaels. Well, let that blow your mind. Like, CM Punk's a small guy, but Shawn Michaels isn't somehow. Um, yeah, but, um, but, but just that shot, just the confetti's falling, they're hugging. It's just outstanding way to finish the show. So now with all of that being said. You go first. I, I need to see where I, where my, where, where I am. So I'm going to give this four stars out of five as a whole. Mm -hmm. And the problem for me, not grading it higher because listen, the fact that there's two five-star matches on the show is crazy enough. Um, But you look at the rest of the card and there's just, it it, it just doesn't raise it up. Um, Jericho Christian was fun. It was outstanding. Um, I enjoyed uh, the uh, the handicap match, but everything else was just kind of either there or just very forgettable for me. So I would say four stars out of five. Um, if you watch this show for anything, make sure that it's Jericho Christian and the two world world championship matches. Okay, so I think you're right. Uh, I gave it five stars and it's not necessarily, well, hear me out. It's not necessarily because of the whole card, but I just feel like if you have two five-star matches on a card, doesn't that make it five-star card? No, I, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> Hold on. 
So you're telling me Cod bringing the hammer down on me on the show. Listen, I, I don't know. I just okay. He, he'll hold on. Hear me out. I, I just I didn't think it was there was there was some BS on here. Yes, okay. but I didn't think it was that terrible for me. It was two five star matches: the Christian and Jericho match, the Rock Evolution. You know, like and, and again, like there was some garbage. I just feel like there was enough. I, th- I just felt like there was kind of enough uh, top heaviness on the top end. I don't know. I, th- I think there was more good than there was bad, I guess. Um, I can't get over the filler world tag team matches. Um, and the fact that there were two of them made it even worse. Um, the Playboy down I- match was a zero for me, but if you don't count that. Um, well, see, I-, I just didn't count that. And then for the tag matches – you're right, but I just but they weren't bad match. Like if they were just, I don't know. I they, they were obviously rushed, but I, I didn't think they were bad. I don't know. I don't. Know. Yeah. So so well. Let me ask you this: Is like so we've been doing these things so long. Is like do we are we watching these things through? Uh, we have to look at them. We just take them for what they are, or do we have to watch them and be like, oh, well, I mean, I, I understand what, what kind of happened. Because if you're watching them real time, going back, you, do, you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm a half half there because if, you know, if I'm looking at each match and how I graded it and then doing an average from there, you know, that's where I'm taking into account. Like, I oh, see, I didn't think about that. You're right. As you're looking at Undertaker, Kane, I gave a I gave a one and a half. Goldberg, Brock, I gave a zero. Yeah. You know, and just adding it all up, and then when I, I you're right. at the end, I'm like, as far as significance goes, you know, maybe I'll bump it a half star. But you're looking at other manias here. You're looking at 19, which I thought was a better show. WrestleMania X7, which I think is the best oh. WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. Um. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so just looking at the grand scheme of things. Uh, I, I guess you're right. It's just, for me, it's, I think it may be nostalgia because it's, it's these two matches. It's Eddie. It's the end. It's kind of everything all, 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 all rolled up into one, I guess. Yeah. So I guess I, four stars is probably accurate. Listen, as long as it's not as bad as WrestleMania nine, I think we're going to be okay. Jeez, uh, let that be erased from the, <laughs> History books in our minds. Yeah. So everyone with that being said, let us know if you've seen this card or if you've seen either of the five-star matches that we think are worthy of five stars. Let us know what your thoughts are in the comments below. Go to be the tiebreaker. Who's right? Who's wrong? What do you think? Um, Jeff, where can they find you on the socials? I'm on Twitter, Jeff M. Hall 1. Because Jeff M. Hall was taken. Um, So check out the description box below. We've got all of our social media in there. Uh, You got your Facebook, Twitter. Um, You can, I mean, obviously to watch this on, you know, the YouTube. So go check out um, old referees discretion, old quick count. Um, Alvarez versus Meltzer. I'm very much enjoying. It gives me another, um, avenue to kind of look at things through a different lens um jeff hall you might have a new show coming (laughs) is that correct uh we'll see it depends on how much i want to be irritated but yeah we might we might we might 
It might yeah, be. There's the still open discussions. People want to see your face. That's the feedback. So someone's uh, got to be the bad guy, and damn it, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, um, we're not going to have a video this upcoming week. Um, there's a lot of great professional wrestling out there that's going to be happening not only this week but this upcoming weekend as well um so go watch yourself some great wrestling um if you happen to stumble in the if you happen to stumble into wrestlemania you're not lost um it it it, it happens to the best of us um but next week um so it'll be the weekend of the 17th um, we're going to see what uh, your five-star card, Jeff, really looks like because we're going to be taking a look at WrestleMania X7. Um, if you say it's WrestleMania 17, I know when you were born and how much life you've actually lived. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, my name is Cod Sinclair. That's Jeff the Hitman Hall. And, and remember, there is no great match without a good ref bump. We will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.